Hello everyone and welcome back to No Shade Just Tea. Welcome to this end of the week extra episode that I decided to do because why not? Now before we start I want to remind everyone that you can follow me on Instagram at no shade underscore tea where you can find extra information and extra content about this podcast. Now, why did I decide to do an episode, like an extra episode this week, basically talking about myself, because that's what we're going to be discussing here. I figured that you guys need to know a little bit about me and my background and why I'm doing this podcast. So this is introducing me. But hey, this is no shade, just tea. Right, so I really don't know where to start because I don't have a script. I'm just sitting on my couch, chilling, recording this because that's the way to do it. I found myself in a very good mood last night. Don't really know why, but hey-ho, we're going to enjoy the good moods these days. And I decided to do this end of the week episode talking about myself and I decided to call it Introducing Me. We should get started. So I was born and raised in Madrid, Spain. I'm a 25-year-old woman and my whole family is Spanish. And you might be wondering, why is a Spanish girl doing a podcast in English? Well, most of the people around me, my friends and my colleagues and people close to me, they're all pretty much English speakers. So that's why I decided to do it in English. And it's a language that I'm really comfortable with and I can express myself better in English than I can in Spanish, which is very weird. But my childhood was pretty normal, like nothing out of the ordinary, to be honest. I have an older brother I live with. Let me tell you, quite an adventure to live with your brother, but we love each other, so it's fine. We haven't killed each other just yet during quarantine, which is a very difficult thing to achieve, but we're hanging in there. Um, When we were growing up, we didn't have the best relationship. We kind of hated each other, but I think it's because we're seven years apart. So me being the little sister, I was quite annoying, I have to admit. And I hope he doesn't listen to this because I would never admit to him that I was annoying growing up but I was. Um, So we didn't get along really. Um, By the time that I was like seven, eight, and he was like 14, 15, I always wanted to be friends with his friends, which is weird because like a seven-year-old is never going to be friends with 14-year-old guys. But, you know, I don't know what I was thinking really. And yeah, I always wanted to be friends with his friends and we had this kind of love-hate relationship and and my mom continues to say that even if we annoy each other all the time, which we do, we can't live without one another. So I guess that was also our routine growing up, like we 
acted like we hated each other and we didn't really get along but deep down we love each other to pieces and we love spending time together and growing up together but you know I do have to admit that I was a very annoying little sister and he was a very annoying teenager like come on um growing up we spend a lot of time just me and him because our parents used to work a lot so my mom is an architect and at the time when we were growing up my dad was working for the how would you say it in english like spanish spanish language institution i guess in spanish is like real academia española um so he was working there and they worked a lot they worked really really hard to provide for both of us and to make sure that we had a good education basically and i remember uh, we used to go to this school in the center of madrid um and it was a religious school now pretty much no one in my family is religious and when we were growing up we didn't understand why we were going to that school if no one was really religious but now looking back we sort of understand it was the school that was closest to my mum's job so we could just walk from school to her office and basically stay there and do our homework um while we were waiting for her to finish work and then i was on my second year of primary school and we changed schools um one that it was closer to my house now at this point I was I think six or seven years old when we changed schools so my brother was yeah 14 15 so at that time like we could go to school alone like he could pick me up and drop me off and all that so um, we started doing that and that's when we started spending a lot of time alone because our parents were working so much um, so we used to come back from school and have like a little snack or whatever sandwich or whatever it was at that time and you know we didn't really do our homework and my brother used to watch a lot of films because he's always been into cinematography and photography and stuff so that that was his thing so he wasn't really interested in school to be fair and I wasn't either but I think for me and again now that I'm older I understand but at the time I felt like you know my parents are never here like I'm just not gonna do my homework and I feel like I was doing that just to get attention to be honest like you know if my parents don't see it or you know if I go back to school tomorrow and then all of my teachers see that I didn't do my homework they're gonna call my parents now that logic doesn't really work because I would getting a lot of trouble for not doing my homework but then I just kept doing it and it was because I wasn't really interested in anything that we did at school up until I was in high school and I was in an English class I remember and I had one teacher she was an amazing teacher she was one of those teachers that like you could just see that she cared and she wanted to do better and she paid attention to her students and you know I don't think I ever saw her raise her voice in class ever um and we absolutely loved her she was pretty young at the time as well and so anyway we were in class one day 
she suddenly said to me, Anna, get out of the class. Now, I was quite the talkative girl. Like, I used to talk to everyone. And I used to get in trouble for that because I just wouldn't shut up. But this day, I literally wasn't doing anything. I just went out of the classroom and she came up to me and she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't speak to your teachers like that. Um, at this point, I think I was around 15, I'd say. And she was like, well, all of the teachers had a meeting to talk about you. And I was like, oh, um, okay. Now, to put things into perspective, I failed every single subject for the entire year. Like, I didn't pass one subject. Like, fail all of it. I failed PE. I failed music. I failed everything. So apparently they had a meeting to talk about me. And at the time I was like, oh, you know, my teacher's talking about me. Haha, <laughs> like really flattered. And she was just looking at me and she was like, I remember super, super serious and looking at me like she was disappointed. And I remember that was the first time that I felt embarrassed about what I was doing, which was absolutely nothing. Like I wasn't studying, I wasn't doing my homework nothing and I remember her telling me I don't know what you think you're doing I don't know if you think like you're super cool for not doing anything or whatever but you need to get your shit together she said it like that to a 15 year old like you need to get your shit together and I was like uh okay yeah like that comment that she made caught me off guard like I I didn't know what to say so I was like um (laughs) okay and I remember her being like, no, I'm serious. You need to get your shit together because you're not going down the right path. So either you do something about it or someone else is going to do it for you. And that means doing this year again and studying everything again and hanging out with different people that you don't know. And she said to me, you're good at this. You just don't want to do it, but you're good at this. And I remember thinking, what are you talking about? What am I even good at? Like, you know, I don't study, I fail every subject, I can't possibly be good at something. And she said, you're good at English, so why don't you start there? Why don't you start studying and doing whatever you need to do to pass, which is not going to be a lot of work because you're good at it. And I was like, oh, well, it doesn't hurt to try, so okay. So I went back into that classroom and I think my mindset, thanks to that conversation, completely changed. And now it was too late to try and save the entire year because at this point it was like the end of May. So too late. But I was like, well, if I can at least pass one subject, you know, that's something. So she was right. I didn't really need to study that much for English. So I passed. I got an A plus, an A plus or an A, I don't remember. And one of my teachers was really surprised and he thought I copied the exam, which, I mean, you know, it's something that someone would think if you have a student that went from an F to an A or an A plus in the space of two weeks. But my English teacher talked to him and told him that, you know, I didn't copy, that it was my own doing. He was really surprised. And then from that point on, I started being a better student. Now, I don't want to say a good student because let me tell you that did not happen. We didn't go that far. 
but I was a better student. I started seeing that if I put hard work and effort into whatever I needed to do, I was going to get good results. So eventually I got my shit together, as she said, and I finished school at 18 years old, which still to this day, it's a miracle that I didn't have to do another year of school. Like, I don't know how I did that. So I finished school and then I went on to do my university exam to get into uni and I had no clue what I wanted to do. Now, I don't know if you guys um, know how the education system works in Spain, but basically you have to do an exam to get into university and each degree has a different grade that you need to get to get in, basically. And you have kind of um, two chances and you need to pass um, an exam that is a combination of like different subjects. So I remember I did history, Spanish, English, economy and I think that was it that's the four subjects that I did um and you can do it either in June if you pass all of your subjects at school or September if you need to like reset any exams so you do it in September so I obviously did it in September and over summer I was thinking well I can't do English studies because like that degree was full at the end of June, like that wasn't a possibility. So I was like, okay, so what do I have left to choose from when I do my exams in September? And I remember I didn't study that much, to be fair. Like I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to study, but I'm the type of person that I do everything at the very, very last minute. That still hasn't changed, by the way, (laughs) like seven years later and still the same. So I had my exams, I think the first week of September, and I didn't study until like two weeks prior to the exams, which is not a good idea. I did my exams and I did okay. So I had four subjects and I still, I even remember the the grade that I got, which is insane that I remember these things. But I think everyone that has done exams to get into university, you remember what you got. I'm, I guess maybe I'm the only one I don't know but so I did economy which I got a five so here in Spain um, your score goes from zero to ten and five is pass basically just so you guys have a general idea so I did economy and I got a five so barely a pass I failed Spanish I think I got like a four or something like that because I didn't have time to finish the exam. History on the other hand well let me tell you about history. So because I only studied two weeks before my university exams I only had time well I mean had time I only made the effort basically to study until the Spanish Civil War. Well little did I know that I was gonna do my history exam and they were gonna ask about the dictatorship right after the Spanish Civil War, which I did not study. So I tried to improvise, but that really like got me nowhere. So I got a 2.5 in my history exam. I'm still embarrassed to say it, but yeah, 2.5 in my history exam. And then English, my little English adventure throughout the years, got me to get an A plus so I got a 9.75 in my English exam and to be fair that exam that was 
my saving grace. Like that exam got me into university, honestly. Like, let's just put it out there. So now when you finish your exams, you have like, I think it's 10 days before you get your results. And I remember the night before I got my results, I didn't sleep, but not because I was nervous. I was just thinking, I was convinced that I was going to fail and I couldn't sleep just thinking about like, what am I ever going to tell my parents? Like, just thinking like, what am I even going to tell my parents if I fail this exam? Like, I have no excuse. Like, my only excuse is that I didn't study, period. So I was not ready for that. And then I woke up the next morning, results um, they get published, I think at like seven o'clock or eight o'clock. And I remember literally shaking, like trying to get into the website and stuff. So I got the results and I passed. I got a 5.6, which is not great score, but well, I did what I could. Not really what I could, but I, I did what I could with the time that I gave myself to study, if that makes sense. So I remember screaming like literally screaming and my mom got into the room and she was so scared she thought that something happened and I was like mom I passed the exam the poor woman couldn't believe it she was like yeah but are you sure I'm like yeah mom I'm sure like I was crying at this point um so anyway then you have to send your applications and at this point I remember staring at my computer screen being like (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna choose I don't know I simply don't know So I remember thinking to myself, okay, Anna, what are you good at? Apparently English. Okay, so you're good at English. So that means languages. You like to read. Let's see what your options are. I knew for sure what university I wanted to study at. And that was Complutense in Madrid, which is the university that my dad teaches at. So he's a professor now. Uh, He changed jobs when I was younger. And so I knew I wanted to study at that university for sure. I remember looking at the list of degrees that were available um, in September. And one of them was literature. So I was like, okay, let me just send the application to this degree. And then you can kind of make a list of different options in case you don't get into the first one. So that was my first choice. And then my second one was linguistics. And that was it. Like I only had two choices. Like the rest of them, I couldn't care less. I got accepted into my first choice. So I did my first year of university. I did comparative literature. And let me tell you, looking back, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but that did not work out for me. I, my first semester, I did okay. Like I more or less passed all of my modules and stuff, but wasn't a pretty ride, let me tell you. Um, But one good thing that came out of that degree, of that first year of university, is I met um, my best friend and I decided to change degrees. And I remember talking to my dad and I was really scared to talk to my dad because I thought he was going to be really disappointed. And I was like, so dad um so I'm thinking about doing this doing that like what do you think and he was like oh yeah I knew you were gonna do it at some point and I was like wait what and he said to me he was like yeah I don't know what you were thinking when you send your application but I knew it wasn't gonna work for you so I was like oh 
okay sweet so yeah and then he was like so what are you gonna do and in my first year I had a linguistics subject so it was like introduction to linguistics which basically every degree that has to do with language they have that subject or that module and I remember really really liking it and I was talking to my dad and I said to him well I really liked this subject so I don't know maybe I'll get into the linguistics degree and he was super happy about it because he's a professor in that degree like he teaches subjects from that degree and he was like yeah I think that's a good option for you and I think you should do it so I changed degrees basically and yeah like long story short I'm still in that degree because I was studying and working at the same time um since I was 17 yeah 17 is when I got my first job so I was studying and working and I haven't stopped studying and working up until now I'm still doing my degree I only have two modules and my dissertation left so guys pray for me that at some point I will finish my degree I think that was one of the best decisions I could have made for myself because not only did I meet amazing people that are still my friends now but it got me to love languages as much as I love them now and it got me to a place where I more or less knew what I wanted to do in kind of like professional side of things so my dad was my professor for two subjects so he teaches phonetics and he teaches um, web programming stuff now bear in mind my dad has been a professor for well a teacher in general since he was 23 I think he's 65 now so for a long long time basically And I remember being in that class, in my very first class with my dad. And everyone knew he was my dad. Like, at this point, it was like, I think my second year. Everyone knew me and everyone knew him. My surname is not a very typical surname in Spain. So everyone knew that he was my dad. And I remember walking into that classroom for the very first lesson with him. And being shitting myself. Like, I remember shitting myself. I was like, oh God, here we go. Like... A lot of people think that because your dad is your professor, he's going to like, you know, give you advice and like help you more than other students and all of that. Well, not him. Absolutely not. Because he obviously knows me. I mean, I'm his daughter and he knows what I'm capable of. So he's not going to settle for anything less than that. Um, So he was very strict with me and he still is um but yeah anyway I remember walking into that classroom for my very first lesson and shitting myself but all of the fears and all of the worry I had and this is going to sound very very cheesy but all of that went away the minute he started teaching and I know that I'm biased because you know he's my dad but I've never seen anyone teach with such passion in my entire life and I remember just looking at him and and thinking that's my dad like you guys he rocks like oh yeah that's my dad and something clicked at that point and I remember thinking maybe I can do that at some point in my life you know like 
I'm never going to be as smart as that man because let me tell you that man is a walking Wikipedia like he knows a lot of stuff I'm never going to be that smart but you know a girl can try um and I remember thinking what if you know I try doing this like why not so that was kind of my first idea of what I wanted to pursue in the future in my I think my third year was it my third year yeah I think my third year now bear in mind that because I was working and studying at the same time I didn't study full years so I studied a couple of modules every year but I never did like a full year like my classmates um and I remember being in third year and everyone was um trying to get their Erasmus scholarship to study somewhere else and I applied to get the scholarship and I didn't get it because my grades weren't high enough so I was like all right whatever but I was determined to live in another country for a couple of months and I always had that idea because my brother at this point he had been living in the UK for a couple of years so I always knew I wanted to live in another country for sure and I just thought well you know what if I'm not gonna get this scholarship might as well just pack my bags and go and I was in a not very healthy relationship and I think we well me and my ex-boyfriend we broke up around that time so I just thought you know what fuck it I'm just gonna leave I got a job online and I packed my bags and left I left um and I still remember the exact date I left on June 22nd 2016 so like almost four years ago which is crazy I was an au pair in the UK and I was there for nine months I was taking care of three beautiful little monsters now it wasn't the easiest time of my life or the happiest to be fair because I was just recently broken up with um of like a long relationship and I wasn't really over the guy and like I just I mean I enjoyed my time there don't get me wrong and it was one of the best decisions that I've made so far but if I could do it all over again I would do it so differently like I would just I would go out more and meet new people and like I wasn't living in London I was living in a town near London um so I went to London quite a bit but now looking back I should have gone more times to be fair um but yeah and after almost four years later I still talk to them I go and see them every couple of months they're like my second family um their mom is like my sister she's not a friend she's more like a sister and I love them to pieces and they have a huge huge part of my heart so anyway came back continued with uni and that's when I started teaching English um, after I came back now I started teaching in this like super super small academy in Madrid and I remember they paid five euros an hour now that's not the greatest but yeah I was teaching there for about seven months six months and then I left and got another job in another academy near my house because the previous one uh it used to take me like an hour and a half to get there for like I don't know maybe I was teaching like three hours so it was taking me pretty much 
three hours to get there and then I was only teaching for another three so it just wasn't worth it and also five euros an hour that's not worth it. I got a job in an academy near my house and they were paying seven euros an hour. What an upgrade right? Um, But at least you know it was like 10 minute walk from my house so it was fine and then one of the teachers um, that was working there she got a job at this company called Vaughan and I remember my dad used to have books from this man like Richard Vaughan and he used to listen to the radio and whatever but that literally never occurred to me that it was actually an academy and people were teaching there. I just thought you know it's a radio station and they have a couple books here and there and that's it. So she told me about this job and I applied, got into training. Now you do training for two weeks there and then you know if they like you you get a position as a teacher so I did the training in December 2017, I think. Yeah, December 2017. I got the job and during training, I met one of my best friends now, Anna. Um, we're still super close. So anyway, I got a teaching job. I was really happy. It was quite an upgrade in salary, let me tell you. I mean, from seven euros, anything is an upgrade. Fell in love with teaching, love teaching. I loved and still do to be fair um I love teaching teenagers I mean don't get me wrong I like teaching kids and adults and stuff but I think teenagers is something that is really like it hits home for me um because I see so much of myself in those teenagers I see the insecurities I see the uncertainty of the future the kind of anxiety of like I'm 17 or 18 I'm about to go into university and I don't know what I'm gonna do you know like I see the whole like oh my parents are telling me what to do and I don't want to listen to them and stuff like that and they remind me so much of how I was when I was their age and I do understand that and I think that's something that as adults we tend to lose touch of that reality and we tend to forget how we were as teenagers and we're always saying oh my god like teenagers are such a pain in the ass and whatever but hey, I'm pretty sure you weren't very good as a teenager and pretty sure you did some shady shit as well. Um, so yeah, I love teaching teenagers and I love, like if I have a really difficult teenagers, I like that challenge of like, you know, at the end of the year, I'm gonna shape you into a better version of yourself. I'm not gonna change you, but I'm gonna polish some qualities that you already have, but we're just gonna make them better for example, you know. I remember having this one student and he was like really sassy and like, you know, I'm the best here and I have so many friends and I'm so cool and I'm so handsome and he just wouldn't listen, he just wouldn't do anything and it reminded me so much of myself. I wasn't so full of myself when I was a teenager, you know. Well, maybe I was, but I'm just gonna say I wasn't and I remember doing the exact same thing that my teacher, my English teacher did to me. Because this boy, he was so good at English. He was just so good, but he was so lazy. And I remember one day I just had it with him and I took him outside of the classroom and I had a talk. And I remember literally saying to him the exact same things that my English teacher said to me back in the day. So I said to him like, what are you doing? This is not playground time. You're not here 
to chit chat and everything you're here to learn you're good and I know that some of the things that we're doing in class you already know but if you don't show me that you're good um hun I'm not just gonna give you a free pass just because I know you're good you have to show me that you're good you have to show me that you're making an effort and you have to show me that you care because I know that you care and I, I knew he did he would write like certain things on his notebook and he was paying attention from time to time but he was so full of himself that he thought he was better and you know when someone has that kind of ego you just have to bring it down a notch just put them back on earth and their feet on the ground basically that's what I like about teaching teenagers I like that challenge I like kind of seeing them grow as adults essentially that's my favorite part about being a teacher and especially teaching teenagers um anyway so that's how I got into teaching and then we got this um project in the company and I left teaching for a while and I started doing online content which I absolutely love I really really like it and I I like the the team that we have we're very close and we work well together so that's me rambling about being a student who then turned into a teacher um but they do say the worst students make the best teachers I mean you know it's not that I'm saying it but people say that then when it comes to like the things that are important to me I think my number one top of my list has to be family I'm a very very family orientated person family is my number one priority it was in the past it is now and it will be in the years to come that sounds very poetic but well you get what I mean so family is the most important thing to me I mean I live with my brother like family has to be important if you're willing to do that and yeah I didn't have the best relationship with especially my mom when I was growing up and when I was a teenager and my first kind of two years of university everything got better once I got back from the UK but family as much as you love them they can be complicated sometimes and you can go through rough patches and difficult situations but we're not going to get into that stuff today now my parents and me and my brother we love our family and we come from a very good family my mom is the oldest of six so you know it gets a bit crowded during Christmas and birthdays and stuff and we've always had that common work ethic especially on my mum's side um, and that comes from my granddad because my granddad he was very big on working hard and making an effort and provide for yourself and you know you don't need anyone to provide for you you do what you need to do basically and you make your life how you want it to make it and how you want it to look like that's your own choice and your own decisions and everything related to like working hard and making an effort and showing that you're valuable to like it can be work it can be a work project in university can be any you can apply this to any situation really but making yourself valuable that's your own doing like that's something that you have to do for yourself and that's it well anyway going back to family um me and my brother were the oldest of a whole bunch of cousins 16 17 cousins only on my mom's side and we're the oldest so we've always taken care of the little ones and I've been taking care of my cousins for as long as I can remember basically they are 
my best friends. And then another thing that is really, really important to me is my friends. Now, if you listen to my first episode, I was talking a little bit about friendships and stuff and, you know, people talking behind your back and da 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 da. When I was at school and when I was in high school, I didn't really have many, like, good friends. I mean, I had friends, but as soon as we all left high school, I don't really talk to them anymore. We just drifted apart. So my real group of friends, like my core friend group is small, but I like to take care of my friends and, you know, my friends like to take care of their friends. I mean, that's dumb to say everyone does that, but I consider myself and people that know me might say otherwise, but I consider myself a caring person. So I care about the people around me a lot and I worry about them a lot. So, and I think that's basically everything that I wanted to say which is a lot I did talk for (laughs) like a long time today and I had a comment on Instagram yesterday and someone asked me why I decided to name my podcast No Shade Just Tea well here's the thing in my group of friends we like to talk okay and we like to say it how it is we just you know if I have one of my very good friends and she can tell me off. She's one of the very few people that can tell me off and I don't get offended. So no shade, just tea just comes from the fact that my friends and everyone around me just tells it like it is. Like they're not gonna be shady. They're not gonna just say things. They're just gonna tell you how it is. So, and again, no shade to anyone, but you know, just tea just say it like it is stating the facts and that's it and that's what I'm trying to do in this podcast just speak my mind and this is more or less like therapy for me to be honest so which I really like um so yeah that's pretty much my life story not only did I introduce myself but I I basically told you my whole life story well now you know me a little bit better I hope anyway um so yeah that's pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about today I think I covered more or less everything from like my childhood to growing up to getting my job to living in another country family friendships relationships I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and let me know your thoughts again you can follow me on instagram at no shade underscore t And you can tell me what you think about this episode and everything that I talked about today. And I will see you next week with a brand new episode of No Shade, Just Tea. Thank you for listening. See you next week. And remember, this is No Shade, Just Tea.